Myers. What's up, everybody, and welcome wow. to Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shop for all things in the world of cinema. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Quarter, joined my beautiful co-host, JP Payton. That was that was up there for things that I did not expect. I see. I thought you would dead dead set no to do the Halloween thing. I don't know what I was going to expect. Is either that or Huey Lewis in the news? I wasn't honestly, sure which one. I honestly expected hiccups. My hiccups are gone. They're gone. Luna, gone baby. get out. Gender the couch. Oh, listen, speaking of get out, Garrett called me the other day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Me. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> talked to him about get out. And um, I was telling him he was going through all this stuff. And I was like, you know, you, this almost sounds like you could have a spiritual sermon at a get out. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, next time you do your announcement sermons, you can come up there and. It's announcement sermon. He's like, what did you call it? I said, an announcement sermon. You go up to do your announcement. He you does a preaching sermon. for 10 minutes. <laughs> and he breezed past it. Then he texts me like 15 minutes later. He goes, what did you call it when I go do my announcement? I said, an announcement sermon. He goes, Leslie was dying. I needed to know. I was like, yeah, you go up there and you like start your announcement. Then 20 minutes later, you've like given a whole exhortation. Exactly. <laughs> an announcement sermon. So that's what I've started oh, calling them. But, um, anyway, uh, we're back. Uh, not that we went anywhere. Uh, it's Thursday. I uh, hope you had a good Halloween. And now you get to round up your <clears throat> Halloween with kind of like a little uh, after uh, dessert of what Halloween is. And we are going to discuss our last three films of the spooky season um, on Halloween week. And that is Halloween. American Psycho and Hereditary. Uh, I'm not sure what order. We'll figure that out in a minute. Um, I can't remember what you said we were going to do. Uh, so we're going to talk about those three films and then kind of talk about which movies we watched this year that kind of stood out to us the most for spooky season um, or for this time of year that we watched. Um, other than that, I mean, I haven't done anything in the last five minutes besides get my hiccups gone and Abby got Christmas tree cakes today. Uh, <clears throat> so I got Christmas tree cakes in my system now. So super excited. Still don't have an answer to my bulge. I'll have to figure that out. I'll yep. send you pictures tomorrow. Your costume, not your bulge. No, of my bulge, not bulging. Okay. okay. So, okay. were you halfway afraid that when I sent you that video earlier, that I was going to be in a Buddy the Elf costume? I, I didn't know what I, when you sent when I opened that video. <gasps> oh no! Oh no! I can't do anything about it right now. No, she just pissed in the floor. Bad. Didn't even tuck her tail. Mm. I don't, no want shame. I don't want her to have fear. No you know shame. I mean? I mean, there's no fear. There's Come here. no shame. There's nothing there. But anyway, whatever. Oh, man. Careful when you go over there. She peed in the floor yeah, somewhere. Shoes on. That's why I hate carpet, bro. You can't see. Mm-mm. That's why we we want to put like hardwood floor everywhere in the house. But it's an expense. Man. Hey, yeah. It's an expense. Anyway, that's, I mean, we haven't done anything because we, we've started admitting to people that we record these back to back. So I don't have yeah, to like no, fake no, what no. I've been doing in the meantime. To, so. answer, to answer your question, though, when I was watching that video. Oh, Buddy the Elf. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I was very worried to to to, to see what was coming next. Um, it was just uh, like a bad parody. Unsettling. Yeah. Well, lucky you didn't get this one. Mm. I'm If you watch close enough, I have to wear an it's undershirt because my gut hangs out. <laughs> well, it's weird. It's the right size. It's yeah. perfect fit. But like, there's like a giant gap right here. Yeah. So I got to get a, I'm to wear like a white t-shirt or something, I guess, yeah, underneath yeah. it, you know? Um, anyway, no, I sent that to the guys that works. Like, y'all aren't ready for this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dawson, Marv. Shut up his Marv. Okay. From Home Alone. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. 
Be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, which movie are we starting with? I say we start with American Psycho. American Psycho. Yeah, let's do it right. Uh, you know, I've seen American Psycho a handful of times. I get an itch to watch it every I once seen in a while. It. It my fir- first time watching. First time. Did anybody watch this with you? You solo. Watched it by myself. Watched it by yourself. Um, it was probably best because Caitlin would have hated this. Why? The hamminess of it? Uh, no, not the hamminess. The uh, rapes. The no. object. The. <laughs> I think just like the plot of it mm-hmm. um and kind of where it leads where it leads you know it's just very subdued i guess towards the end mm-hmm. um you don't get an explosive payoff that she would probably look to expect so no. uh yeah so american psycho <laughs> is hard to explain a little bit cuz i don't know i'm still unsure and I, I did some research afterwards too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still unsure how this film is set, like the timeline. Okay. Um, and let's, let's get to the plot. Real yeah, quick that's why that's where I was trying to kind of go with it. But yeah, it's a Christian Bell led film with Willem Dafoe and freaking goodness gracious, Josh Lucas, Jared Leto, Justin Theroux. Yeah, Justin Theroux. There's a couple. Uh, it's Chloe Sevigny, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Um, there's one more too. But yeah, there's a lot of like kind of like little subtle people in this film. Um, and it follows, I mean, this brief letterbox synopsis is um, I think my mask of sanity is about to slip. A wealthy New York, that's the letter. That's what the opening sentence was. I'm not just yeah. making a statement like that. Um, JP's fine. A wealthy New York, I'm not about to go main on his ass up here. Mm-hmm. A wealthy New York investment banking executive hides his alternate psychopathic ego from his co-workers as friends and friends as he escalates deeper into his illogical gratuitous fantasies. Um so you follow Christian Bell. Um he is like a is it a hedge fund or a banking executive? Just a bank exec, okay. Yeah. Um who is fairly successful but also not really revered um outside of his little circle. And all of his friends are like at the same position they are as he is. They're all like in the same, like they're all jockeying to be the next big thing. Yeah. And it's like, they have like infinite amount of these like vice president wannabes in their company. And, um, Christian Bell's one of those. Um, they have power, they have status, they have money, but they aren't in, in this group. They're not like one better than the other in, in most circles. Um, so Christian Bell is our star. And he is immensely, he puts on a good face at work, but he's very psychopathic. He's very uh, jealous. He's very controlling. He's very um, uh, depraved, really, in a lot of ways. And you see it subtly as, as, as the film goes on until it just completely completely unravels. It starts as things as simple as like a, a business card. That's like the main yeah. thing. That, that's like the viral clips of it, you know. He's like, oh, look at my business card. It's great. And then someone shows like, oh, look at my business card. It's a little better than yours. But they don't say that. But, yeah. he, you know, he sees it. He gets sweaty. He gets mad. He gets clammy. Um, and then, you know, it's things like people mistaking for somebody else. Can't, Paul, that who was mistaking for? Paul something? Yes. Um, and he gets a little mad and fantasizes someone's death. And then, you know, he starts having these little breaks and from reality as early on in the film, like, and then he like will say something to him like, you know, you're a effing ugly B, right? And yeah. say it to their face and they don't respond. And it's because he never actually said it out loud. It's like his internal little monologue. So you start to realize real quick that um, old Patrick Bateman. I thought that was because they just couldn't hear him because he was like in a club. It was super loud and they didn't understand. Oh, no, because he says that at other places, like other times in the film that aren't like out. There's the club, too. But like yeah. 
Because, well, in the club, too, he says, calls her the C word and all sorts of stuff. And then says, thanks for a drink. And she says, yeah, you're welcome. Like at a, in the same tone. So she would have heard him because he leaned mm-hmm. to her face, like from me to you and yelled it at her. But there's other points in the film where he does stuff like that. And no one hears him. So you start to realize that he's just has like this internal monologue, too. That's kind of like broken. And you realize he's, yeah. he's a great kind of like, honestly, I just now thought of this kind of like uh, Anthony Hopkins character in Magic. A little bit. Yeah, yeah similar. So similar vibes. Um, and then, you know. You, you find out real quick that he is like a serial killer. Uh, well, not real quick. It's just a slow, kind of a slow burn at first. But uh, Jared Leto, I'm getting ahead of myself, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, that's that sort of thing. The, like the scatterbrained approach to this a little bit. It's kind of threw mm-hmm. me off on this watch through. I've seen it a few times. But it's always passive. This is one of the first time I've watched it without friends or whatever. And I like sat and just watched it, watched it. And the pacing of the film is good, but kind of alt to me, like maybe all over the place isn't the right word. But it, it just doesn't it doesn't feel very fluid. Yes. Yeah, that's a good it feels very ajar. Like everything's ajar and abrupt yeah. and like jagged. Um uh, it doesn't have like a direct flow. Yeah, it's not very fluid. Um because at one point, you know, there's just jealousy and him having these little cracks and talking to himself in the mirror, and then the next thing you know, he's killing Jared Leto um with an axe. Um and then, you know hiding the body and then you know then you go all of a sudden we're killing like two or three hookers a night and he's going to work and then all of a sudden he's doing these massive shootouts and the movie ends um and then yeah i don't know i just didn't love the pacing of this film yeah and i guess it's hard for me to describe the film because i i don't understand still don't understand and i read a whole deep dive about it and i'm 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 i don't understand the structure of this film yeah so it, it We've talked about this without kind of alluding to the fact that this is a, a book adaptation. Yes, um, very popular book. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I could see how this is a really successful book. Yes, we we talked about the inner monologue that's kind of slipping in in Patrick, mm-hmm. um, and even just like I think there's probably more backstory to his his encounters with people because. Um, there's no real Some of it feels rushed. Yeah, like yes. rushed and like no context, which I guess alludes to the fact that he's nuts and psycho. It plays to that at one point, but at the same time, I feel like I'm missing context <laughs> a lot in this film. Um, which is why I have it at four stars. I could probably go to three and a half, but the movie is almost satirical, like not and self aware, like yes, campy, no, corny. So I like that about it. Yeah, because it helps take away from the like this, what I'm missing this, in terms of context. This movie almost like borderline breaks the fourth wall um especially the very end i feel like um because because of what bateman represents yeah um as the movie goes on um you see him interacting with all these um you know hedge bros i guess you'd call them and they're just the worst forms of of people that you could imagine um and yeah, it's just it's like Patrick Bateman, like he he strives to be that like to be head and shoulders above all these people, but in all these interactions that he has with them, he's always the butt of the joke. Yes. Um he he's put in the situation of killing uh um Paul Allen. Um because That's Jared Leto. Yes, Jared Leto, because he because Jared Leto thinks he's another guy. Yeah. And um and they always are talking crap about Patrick Bateman, who is Yes. Christian uh, Bell's character. Yeah. 
Um, question. So when he this is, I'm just think of something else. I'll recircle. When he like has those two prostitutes, like he goes back to that one prostitute a lot. Yes. Is he eating their? And I'm not trying to be crass. I'm honestly asking a question. Like when he, because he like, I think he's just eating them. He's not like eating their vagina and ripping it out. Probably starts there, but no. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Very gruesome. Though. It's very gruesome. But honestly, and again, this kind of goes back to what you were talking about the other day with uh, Superior or whatever it's called. I kind of expected more. I did too. Um, you mean Royal Hotel? Suspiria, I said, was like overly gory oh, and gruesome yes. for the sake of being like with no context. Yes. Royal Hotel, you kind of expect both. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I, it, it, it's a worse indictment of me for mm-hmm. thinking of like I kind of expected more. Same. And like, like I, I have because I'm going to read this a little bit in a minute because like this kind of like I'm going to read a little article from Screen Rant kind of yeah, like I did no. with Mother to help explain something because this is one of those films that I had a hard time following the timeline here. Yeah, there's because the plot itself is super simple. It's a hedge fund guy who is insecure and jealous and psychotic. And, you know, he's Willem Dafoe is a detective who's investigating Jared Leto's death and obviously suspects or you are led to believe that he suspects Christian Bell in the case. Um, But what does Christian Bell actually? Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. So, you know, if you type in what happened, American Psycho ending, Screen Rant, who I love Screen Rant stuff. They say undoubtedly one of the most confusing finales ever put to screen, and which is me. I was so confused this go round. The American Psycho ending explained that the specific timeline of events is crucial to understanding what happened. Which that sentence in and of itself is that this timeline of events is foggy at best. Yeah. So and in this article, which I don't think I'm going to get into on here because it's a very long article, the director of this film made a lot of creative choices separate from the novel. One the most controversial being she changed the ending. Um, okay. I, th- I think the novel doesn't have some of my gripes. It's not that I gripe about the ending of this film. I just think it doesn't. As a lot of things in this film, it feels like I'm missing context. Well, uh, to my interpretation of the ending, and if this is goes into what you're yeah, saying, no, is, you can just stop me. But Patrick Bateman is an avatar to like just male toxicity. Oh yeah, it's and, a, and, yeah, and so whenever he's having this mental breakdown of like, I have to eliminate everything, like all these things I see wrong in the world or, um, the fact that, um, even just like finally realizing he's done interacting with these, these guys that he seek, he tries to seek approval or to be better than, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's this realization of like, like they are him and he is them or they are like, it, it's just, I don't know if it's just, he is them personified. Um, yeah. And the, the evil that we see him enact in people is just the same kind of evil that all these guys do every day. And so I think that's probably the more of the creative uh, choices that were made kind of what that probably represents because mm-hmm. I feel like they could be done totally different in a book though. Yeah. And I think that's where I think when this translates to film, now that I watched it like fully attentive, I feel like that's part of the missing context comes in. So and it talks about understanding the crucial timeline events of what happens. Um, it specifically talks about when Bateman uh, awakens from his crime spree and subsequent confession, he immediately goes to the apartment of Paul Allen, Jared Leto, 
uh, to clean up the remains he left there. However, Bateman instead finds no remains and a cold realtor who informs him that no Paul Allen owns the apartment in question before asking him to leave. Which, by the way, it was mentioned earlier on that Patrick Bateman had a father mm-hmm. and he basically works what he does. Like he does his job because of his father. Yeah, like a Nepo baby. Which and, immediately yeah. made me think daddy's covering all this up. Yeah, I thought that same thing. It's a throwaway line. Yeah. But I, I, I caught that too. Um, it says Bateman meets his coworkers. Dang it. Bateman meets his coworkers for lunch um, and bumps into his lawyer who mistakes him for someone else and assumes the voicemail was a joke poking fun at Bateman. Once again, Bateman considered to be the blunt, blunt of the joke. Uh, the lawyer calls Bateman too square to have committed the atrocities in question. And when Bateman reiterates his crimes, the lawyer leaves conversation in discomfort, annoyed by the joke going too far. Since Paul Allen's body isn't in the American Psycho apartment and the police have left Bateman alone, the American Psycho ending explained that Bateman returns to his conversing colleagues and it is their dialogue where the key to understanding American Psycho is really hidden. So that last, I thought there was a lot of stuff stuff in there and like there's two big things a lot of people hold the fact because i started thinking was this all a dream i'm gonna be mad because that is like this doesn't feel like it's 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 it's, it's yeah. one of those kind of films and the filmmakers do not attest that it is a dream it is that they both fundamentally say the writer and the director that it is not one of those things yeah um they both filmmakers are here to where it says they agree that the ending did happen in real life and Bateman won't be prosecuted for his crimes based on his affluence and high society status. Um, the director stated that she wished to make the ending ambiguous as a direct homage to the book, never intending people to believe that the American Psycho ending, never uh, the American Psycho ending explained. Oh, that Bateman was never a killer at all. Um, one thing that she thinks is a failure on her part was that people keep coming out of the film thinking it was all a dream. That was never her intention. Um, that she she admits that she got the emphasis wrong on the end of the film and on the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and she admits to muddying up the story. Um, besides that, yeah, there's, I mean... Oh, the one little bit of tidbit besides that is Jared Leto when he's getting killed by uh, <laughs> Christian Bale. They yes. practice the scene a bunch, but they without the axe and without him running at him yeah so when he turned around and to the hip to speed square by huey lewis they turned it up like eight notches higher <laughs> and we turned around on his key whatever his his shock reaction, reaction was, was genuinely because christian bell was running at him with an axe That's amazing. uh yeah but you know <sighs> sitting here i was i remember watching this film thinking i'm gonna have a hard time discussing this movie yeah i i still talking about now reading all this like i'm still the timeline to me just does not make sense in this movie. It's like so scattered. It's like an it's like if I made a movie. It's like ADD, ADHD. You're doing one thing, then you're doing another thing. You're doing a one thing, another thing. Then you have Willem Dafoe, who just pops in and out of his own thing. It's like everybody in this world is so inept of everything. And yeah, you can wash it off as the money, the power, the influence. Daddy's cleaning up his mess. But you could also look at it. That's how Patrick Bateman views them. Yeah. Um. But I I agree that is kind of like a um a downside to it. Um, it just, I kind of very early on, I think, um, just kind of told myself that this is going to be the type of movie where time passes sporadically. Yeah, definitely. Um, does. I, I never questioned if it was linear or not. Mm. See, I did. Cause like the Reese Witherspoon spoon relationship yeah. stuff too, seemed just all over the board and random in and out. Like, I was like, what is, what is going on? I, I felt like the moment we didn't get any context for like her, for his relationships yeah. that he had. Um, once we didn't get that context, I just kind of immediately kind of knew 
okay, there's something more metaphorical or symbolic that they're really trying to tell us over like what is actually happening in this person's life. Yeah. Thing. So that kind of lessened the, the disappointment with the ending, mm-hmm. um, which I wouldn't even say is disappointment. It was just kind of melodramatic. Um, American Psycho, though, the watching it the whole time, I normally don't feel this way. This could, this could most definitely benefit from a remake. Oh, I, I think so too. And the only problem is this already was like a men bad thing. I don't want another whole just. I feel like we're starting to get. I, don't know, I mean, this is me being a dude. Yeah. Like men, the Royal Hotel. This is a. It's not a feminist movie, but it is a like men bad kind of yeah. thing. Like, uh, and, and like Fair Play is another one of those. I so I just I could just picture it. It would be. I don't know if it's necessary because mm-hmm. I think honestly, Wolf of Wall Street probably Wolf of Wall Street says gives the message of this movie better than American Psycho. Oh, yeah, agree. I feel 100%. Like. But if you remake this, Barry Keoghan as Christian Bell. No, you got to oh. do you got to do someone uh, prettier. Austin Butler. Oh yeah, that would be a good one. That would be guys. <laughs> that would be that would be a great one. I'd be in for that. Um, what do you think of Christian Bell though? Absolutely phenomenal. He saves this movie. <laughs> you know, the only person not not for the remake, but the only person I could see because I like pictured it in my head a couple times was you and McGregor. How did I know you were gonna say that? How did I know you were going to say you? You McGregor, McGregor would have been great in this role. Did I know that you were going to say that though? That's I'm not I'm not joking. I don't know. That's because you, you like mine. You subliminally thought you and no, McGregor would I be didn't. great in this role. I didn't. You I did. was like, who's the most off the wall person Jonathan's going to say right now? It's going to be you and McGregor. You and McGregor would have crushed they this would role. Not man. have crushed this. Yeah, you and McGregor would have done great in American Psycho. Oh, no. Yeah, he would have. Uh, anyway, but Christian Bell, yeah, he yeah. is the saving grace of this movie for me. Um, outside of you and McGregor, I don't think anybody else could have pulled this film off. Uh, I thought he did a really good job. I thought it's weird seeing Christian Bell almost in a comedic role because there's a lot of like, it's not funny, right? But it's not slapstick. No, but it's like very a dry, like purposely hammy. Yeah. Um, it's weird seeing him in that off kilter kind of role because he's so serious and straight laced and almost everything he's in. Uh. But I, th- I thought Christian Bell was phenomenal, phenomenal here. He 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 did the great manic manic role. He did oh, the yeah. great calm subdued. Like there's so many memes in this movie. It's it's amazing. Oh, I know why. Yeah, uh, got a definitely underutilization of Willem Dafoe though. Yeah, I don't I don't think they knew what they had. No, I, I don't you either. Know, with the, with the character, with the story, with... he's like what four minute, five minutes of screen time, maybe give or take. Yeah, well, maybe know. a little more because I think his first interaction with Christian Bell is about five minutes. But either yeah. way, it was it wasn't enough. Yeah, you have Reese Witherspoon in her prime, barely used. Now, yeah. granted, weird fit for the film, and then you ha- as because it's like a throwaway story, really. Yes. Yeah. And then you have Willem Dafoe, who is perfect for this film as like a psychotic detective like i mean i mean granted it has source material so that changes things but if you're already yeah. gonna throw away some stuff having willem dafoe be a more nuisance with will and be willem dafoe i think would have been super 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 neat um uh, and then you have jared leto and all those people too i just feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities that could have happened here um to make this film better which to your point could have this movie could stand for a remake um because i just I have it at four stars because I think the acting is phenomenal. Cinematography is beautiful. I do like the story if it's not a little bit too, you know, ADD for my take for yeah. my liking. But uh, and the and the 
I guess that'd be part of the ADD. The pacing isn't my favorite, but um, yeah, as a whole, American Psycho was good. It's not scary. It's even to me, it's like a six out of ten on the disturbing level too. Um, there's some disturbing moments, but as a whole, the film is not overly disconcerting. So agreed. Um, but it's good. I I really liked it. What'd you give it? Uh, I think I gave it four stars. Four? Yeah, I did too. I could actually be talking down to three and a half after this conversation. Um, I, and I think part of the things we were talking about too that you know they had a little bit of an identity crisis. Yeah. Is it a horror movie? Is it a campy movie? Is it a thriller movie? Is it a, you know, uh, reflective, insightful movie? Like, what is it? What are we going for? I think tone was all over the place in this movie, too. Um, and maybe that's the point. Maybe you're in the mind of a psychopath and that's, you know, yeah. maybe that maybe that is part of it. So I stand to stand to be corrected here. But as a whole, I think this movie is more of American psycho full of missed opportunities. That doesn't ring like I wanted it to yeah. in my head. Uh, what would have made it better is just um, you and McGregor. So you're welcome. You have anything else you want to add to American Psycho? No, not at all. So, all right, that brings us to which one? Halloween? We doing Halloween now? Yeah, we're doing Halloween. Um, you know what? <sighs> we watched some sp- old older spooky movies this year. Yeah, they're not very good. I was gonna be honest, um, and like growing up watching them, or not watching them, and having to watch them as an adult, or like college, late high school for the first time, and like watching them back in late high school, you're either drunk or high, making out, you know, you're not really paying attention, yeah. And then now you're an adult and you're watching it at 31 years old. It's like, man, this isn't really that good. Um, Halloween is victim of that. 1978 John Carpenter film. Uh, obviously, everybody who's anybody on the planet in America, at least Western culture, knows what Halloween is. Yeah. Uh, when people say, oh, I love Halloween, they're going to be like, okay, well, do you mean the movie or the holiday? Because that's just, it's synonymous. They're synonymous with one another. Same name, but you know what I mean? Like, everybody yeah. knows the movie. They're familiar with it. Think of the music. They think of the mask. Yeah, they think of the mask. Um, it's funny. I always forget what Michael Myers is called. Yeah, I'm stumping you here. You, we just watched it. What What is Michael Myers called? What is his name? I'm giving you time to think about it. I don't know. I want to say Jason, but that's, that's Jason Voorhees. The shape. The shape. Yeah. I'm a, that's what they call him. Wow. See, Michael Myers is the shape. See, stupid. It's they don't the, even. Mark. It's the it's the shadow in the room. <laughs> Listen, the, I can't wait to get into why some of my issues with this film, and this <laughs> franchise as a whole, in a minute. Anyway, uh, so the brief letterbox synopsis: The night he came home, fifteen years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, nineteen sixty-three, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonville, Illinois, to kill again. Um, yeah, there you go. That's the plot. Uh, follows starts with a young uh, Michael who stabs his sister to death and uh, escapes prison and comes and haunts his hometown. Boom. Simple, right? Um, he the reason he goes to choose to go after Jamie Lee Curtis, who's Laurie Strode, um, who got you know scream queen icon here. Yeah, um, is because he saw her coming out of her old childhood home, who her father is trying to sell or his old his whole childhood home that she's living in. Um, so he attaches on her and decides he's going to kill her. Um, so he gets a mask from a hardware store, kills some people there. And then, um, one by one starts picking off some different people in the town, especially people that are close to Lori. 
because obviously he's trying to get to Lori. Um, once Lori kind of sees him and figures out what's going on, a battle ensues. Um, she stabs him in the neck with a knitting knife at one point, stabs him in the eye with a coat hanger, and then shoots him. Um, and then, you know, he's taken away. There you go. That That is, I mean, I, that sounds super simple, but it's really literally Michael Myers stabs his sister to death, yeah. goes to prison, escapes from prison as an adult now, gets back home, sees Lori yeah. in his house, decides to stalk her. The people he comes across in the house in the neighborhood in the meantime, Get he the kills them. Yeah. Just in the way. They're just in the way. Why not? He, why doesn't he go straight to Lori? Don't know. Hurts the plot. Is that a bug behind your head? Back right? That's where I saw it move. It looks like fuzz. No. Blow on it. Did it budge? No. Okay. I don't know what it is. I swear my eyes all move. Don't be, don't be trying to scare me right now. It's the shape. I'll leave. Uh, but anyway, I'll listen. Leave. So, you know, so he kills people in the house. Sli- yeah. He slices some throats, does some stabbing, bangs some dudes around. <laughs> well, <laughs> I watched the bad, I watched the Johnny Sins version of Halloween. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, no, he like throws some dudes around in a basement and, uh, Luna. you know, oh, look, look what you've done. Look what you've done. You've got Luna all tore up now. See, it's fine, Lou. Oh. Okay, Luna, that's enough. Good girl. Lay down. Lay down right here. Thank that's you. That's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I know it sounds like I'm being simplistic, but that's literally the film. Like, and I, we'll talk about, we're going to talk about it in detail, like the ramifications of the film, the what my issues are with it, the performances. But like, you literally, uh, go one more time, I'll say it one more time. Stab sister. Yeah. Goes to jail. Flash forward. Escapes from jail. Goes hardware mask, goes to hardware store, gets overalls, the ones that he's famous for, gets mask from the hardware store, puts it on, goes to hometown, sees Laurie Strode in his childhood home, decides he's going to kill her, stalks her, kills people that happen to be in the way in the process. Laurie Strode notices him. Everybody ignores her for her horror movie tropes. Finally, they confront each other. He gets close to her. Battle ensues. More people die. She wins. Myers is dead. Yeah. And taken away. Okay. That's the movie. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being facetious. That is the movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's start there. Why is this I, film so freaking polarizing and pa- famous and popular? I, I mean, think part of it is because there's very little to explain. Like, yeah, it's so once, it's simple. So, like, whenever Michael kills. His sister, he's put away. Yeah. And the psychiatrist basically. Mm, Dr. Loomis. Yeah, yeah. It's just analyzed him and just said like this. There's no explaining this. He mm-hmm. is just evil incarnate. Yep. I mean, what? I mean, why does he kill the sister? Just because. Just because. It's not. That's why I actually, I know I'm very minority here. Rob Zombie's Halloween gives you the full backstory of Michael. Oh, yeah. And makes way more sense. And I appreciate that. Because this movie, no backstory. And you don't realize how much a backstory matters until you watch it in hindsight of something else. And then you're like, wow, you know what? This really isn't that good of a film. Um, Quality's fine. Quality's fine. I mean, it's old, but it's fine. 
Um, Sean Carpenter. I mean, you, yeah. you know what you expect. It's a 1978 movie. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is, uh, you know, I understand the legacy behind it and I can see the legacy behind it and the inspirations that have come from it since, right? I understand all that. I'm not taking that away from it. It's why I have it three and a half stars. Is it really a three and a half star film? No, not to me personally. Me, my rating is probably more of a three star film. Um, actually, if I was being real brutal, in terms of actually what my honest thoughts are, probably two and a half star film. Oh, wow. But I can, I, I'm trying to separate that from what the actual film is in terms of like, you know, the legacy for the time, everything it's represented since, the influence, the culture, you know, cultural impact it's had and all that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, it's 91 minutes. Somehow I feel like it struggles to hit that runtime in terms of filling it, just plot filler. Uh, it doesn't do anything with the time it has. There's no real sense of dread or tension built here, especially when you look at something like even The Thing, which came yeah. out just a couple of years later, or Alien, which came out a year later. You know, there's not near the urgency. There's not near the tension. Um, and then it, this movie doesn't explain why multiple stab wounds and a gunshot doesn't kill the guy. He's just a guy. Killed by evil. Yeah, that doesn't die. He gets beheaded and doesn't die. He gets burned alive and doesn't die in later movies. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? I don't know. And th- I don't, I'm still not sure it explains it in those films. Um, as a whole, if you take the f- Michael Myers, who he is, the shape, he's a good villain. Yeah. He's a simple villain, but a good villain that is, to me, used poorly in this film. And now, granted, in 78, this may have been freaking jarring and revolutionary. But for me, even still today, this is just, it just doesn't hit the right notes for me. Um, I find this movie to be fairly repetitive, bland, and predictable. Um, and um, I don't know, Jamie Lee Curtis does good, but even her, even her performance here is, to me, campy. Yeah. And not, uh, it's not very good to rewatch. It feels very forced. It feels very... Uh, Tropy, I guess. Cause can't, I don't want to say campy because it's not necessarily campy. It's just very tropey and yeah, you know. The, I think it was. Uh, it, it's interesting because, um, like John Carpenter casted Jamie Lee Curtis because it was basically a tribute to Alfred Alfred Hitch, Hitchcock. Yeah, um, who you know made um, Psycho. Psycho and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother played um yeah. w- was in that was was made famous because of that she also had the tits yeah yes you see um, tits in this movie uh so yeah i mean whether jamie lee curtis was deserving or not could be left up to you yeah know. i think her acting leaves something to be desired here but um, she is younger no she oh yeah she's yeah. she's a kid here she yeah um and you see her boobs you've that you've said that now a yeah. few times uh the to me the performance that really stood out was uh Donald Pleasance, who yeah. played Dr. Uh, Sam Loomis. I thought he was great. Um, another film to watch him in earlier this year was THX 1138, I think is what it was called. The George, one of George Lucas's first yes. movies. Yeah. Um, he was great in that too. He was great in this. Um, I thought he he carried a veteran presence that was sorely needed in this film. We could have used some more of him here. Um, but yeah, as a whole, I mean, it's just Halloween to me, it's just kind of a letdown. Kind of a bummer, man. Um, I like I said, three and a half stars. I appreciate it. I understand it. I get why it is what it is. I get why I rate it what it is. However, on merit alone, I just um like watching it. If I was watching it with fresh, like say if Addie, she wanted to watch this with me, 
And I watched it again. I was like, you would hate this movie. You would think it's stupid. Yeah. You would think it's cliched. You would think it was predictable. You would think it doesn't look that great because it doesn't look that great watching it back. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Halloween. We had to end on Halloween for Halloween week and all. Um, and I know there's a lot of horror fans out there that are probably like, F you, we riot. Halloween rules, bro. <laughs> Halloween rules. You said you like the Rob Zombie one better. We already know you're a hack. Like, okay, well, Rob Zombie ones look good. They're brutal. They're graphic. And it gives me a freaking backstory for Michael. So um, that's all the things I need. Yeah. Um. So, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty passionate about it, but Halloween's not, like I said, there's not much to talk about with the plot of the film. So what what are your overall kind of branching thoughts on Halloween? Uh, I kind of ring true to what you said, though. Um, I think I enjoyed something like Nightmare on Elm Street more as compared to this, because I think there was a little bit more uh, care. Like there's more originality and more depth. To I don't know it. if I'd go with original. I mean, yes, it is more original, but it's comparing the two. Um, I just felt like Elm Street had more character, um, had more depth to the villain too. Yes, that too. Um, more ex- well, because you actually get a background story. Yeah, you know what it's happened. later than I would have wanted, but yeah, yeah. Want, we know why he does yeah. what he does and how he does what he does. And none I of that mean, with Michael. And even like or Jason Voorhees, you understand it, him too. Exactly what I was. That was exactly what I was thinking. Is is um, Friday the Thirteenth is way. Just, just an understanding of the of the villain, yeah. uh, more than anything. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. And then it's like Halloween is like, and they all took their cues from this film, but yeah, it's, maybe I, they I learned from its mistakes. Pop culture has, but has, John Carpenter did Nightmare on Elm Street. So know. no, Wes Craven did. Never mind. Yeah, um, I think pop culture has magnified our view of of Michael Myers. More than more than anything. Yeah, it to me it's weird. It's like a you know how people say there's like industry plants, like this one girl who does all those interviews in bed with celebrities or whatever. I thought they're talking about Ice Spice. No, well, yeah. Time out. Time out. Two of the hottest songs, like most streamed songs in the world right now, is one's by like Sexy Red or something, and one by Ice Spice. They suck so bad. No, I'm serious. They're bad. Yeah. They're not good. Yeah. Like, I can't stand Sam Hunt. I think old boy vile as all get out, right? Yeah. But at least he can sing, and yeah. I understand. Like, the music's good. Yeah. I don't like it, but it's yeah. good. I Spice and, like, Sexy Red, they blow, bro. Yeah. Little Not Sex even is better than they are. I can't stand what he stands for either. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's bad. Ugh. Like, it's not good. It's music, man. No. No, it's not. No, I mean, it's just music now. It's what, oh, I thought it's like, no, it's like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a beat. And then I, no. It's I like Shy Ronnie. From freaking SNL. Oh my God. It's like they took that, like, you know what? I'm actually going to make a career off that. And they did, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Halloween, your, your closing thoughts. It's just not as good as some of the other horror three, icons. Three and a half. Three and a half for me, too. Three and a half for me, too. Probably not what people thought, but yeah, Halloween. I'm, I'm always, every time I watch it, I'm underwhelmed. Every time to the point where I was like, I'm not going to watch this again. And then I do. Um, you know what didn't leave me that way, though? Mm mm. Hereditary, mm, yeah, damn near flawless me. movie, bro. Four and a half stars for ways. you. Four and a half stars for me. This is my third time watching Hereditary. Yeah, <sighs> hopefully it's my last. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, this movie gets me more than it does you. Obviously, yeah. I, I I've had, and you know, this is mostly focused territory getting here. I've had very not as much as it used to because I don't 
I'm like, hey, maybe this is a bad thing for me. I'm not quite as fervent in some of my prayer stuff and like walking out stuff. But when I get real serious about that, I, I've always had a like what I would call dream physical or physical You're warfare. Sensitive to it. Yeah, I always have been from a young age. Like, yeah. Uh, sensitive to kind of like the not like in a medium way but like sensitive <laughs> to like the spirit realm um and like especially in my dreams and stuff like they're not like nightmares or like vi- they're almost like visions now that you could be listening to like oh my gosh stupid don't believe in it okay cool fine i don't care um but like i, I believe there's i think seances are real i think you i think ouija boards can be real nine times out of ten i'm sure they're not but I, and, and in the same way i think that you you know i think people do commune with angels and demons but it's all bad um same with angels so hear me right i think you don't biblically christians don't commune with angels so um i mean there's yeah. a di- there's a difference between a messenger but just like having conversations with angels and i think you know um at least the way i read and interpret the bible so i could be wrong i'm not saying i'm wind all be all here regardless i have seen a lot of demonic stuff firsthand on my own dang eyes and so i'm, I'm a little more uh uh sensitive I guess to this kind yep. of stuff. Um, so movies like Hereditary really get me going um, because of like, yo, I've been there. Like the demon and smile, bro. We didn't watch that this year. Yeah, thank God. Start stuck with me, man, because I've seen that thing. A little different, but I've seen that thing in my bed one yeah. time. I remember it vividly. Got in bed with me, bro. I, yeah. you're in, I mean, nope. I told you that story. It's not good. I don't remember. I remember it vividly. I remember what it smelled like. I remember what it looked like. I remember what it felt like. I, nah. And then nope. my, my my dad. My dad, in the middle of the night, came running up my stairs, rebuking. He felt an evil spirit in the house in the middle of the night. Mm. Same time I woke up. Uh, so, don't like that. Yeah. So, like stuff like Hereditary Man gets me because I know that's real. I know that's real. Yeah. And this isn't like a ha ha. Could be. This is like a demonic movie, right? Like, there's no like playing games with it. Like, this is 100% demons satanic cult stuff um full lean no 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 holds barred right yeah uh now there's a good plot behind it it's not like demonic for the sake of being demonic um it's got a great plot so anyway movies like hereditary movies like uh talk to me even to a little different extent talk to me is more of a commercialized version of hereditary in some ways um so i can stomach that a little better uh but some of hereditary, especially when you know, like, so the seances that they do in this movie, we'll get to actually explaining the film in a minute. But like the seances they do, those are actually they actually performed real seances each time. Like those were real. The Latin was real. Like those were actual satanic things they just uh, said in those films. Hate it. No. Yeah. Did you know that going into it? No. Well, well I mean, yes and no. I I always I guess I always assume if, if someone's doing that in a movie it's it's probably real. They're not just making up stuff. So I figured they were like, gibberish no. growing up and then now well not growing up but you know in high school and stuff and then yeah I remember when Hereditary came out I felt so weird after watching it the first time and then I did some reading they're like oh yeah we had to learn all the these are real satanic seances. I was like oh mm-hmm. see like you couldn't pay me enough money in Hollywood to do that. Yeah. Because here's the thing with my mind too. If I know it once I'm going to be like in the shower going like accidentally summoning like Beelzebub you know yeah. 
<laughs> on yeah. accident just because that's how my mind works but anyway uh hereditary i'm gonna read the brief letterbox synopsis here um every family tree has a secret when ellen the matriarch of the grand family passes away her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about her their ancestry um so this is a 2018 ari aster directed film ari aster's we've discussed a couple of his other films this year Bo is afraid and midsummer uh you got one more coming out dream scenario no that's not him Right, yeah, but he has one more, doesn't he? Uh, nothing I remember off the top of my head. That's coming out soon. Yeah, no. Shit, yeah, these are all shorts. Man, I really thought he had another one coming out soon. But anyway, um, so the grandma, uh, who was played by her, who's Ellen, um, she dies. That's how this film starts off, and you're dealing with a mother, uh, Tony Collette, who phenomenal phenomenal yeah in this film uh her, her name is annie uh her son alex wolf who's also great in this film his name is peter daughter charlie graham named millie and um her husband gabriel byrne whose character's name is steve that's the family um they're all raveling the mom tony collette paints these little miniatures kind of helping her do deal with her grief in in her own little outlet um and after her grandma after her mom passes uh the daughter uh, starts getting kind of real weird and acting real clingy and just, just some weird stuff going on with the daughter. Everybody's upset. Everybody's depressed. The mom's kind of reserved and like kind of retreated into herself. Uh, so Alex Wolf, the son, Peter, he decides he's going to go to a party. I think I'm, I'm, I'm skipping a good to a good main no, point, right? Good. In the story. No, Cause yeah. there's some depressive stuff that happens in there, but nothing like no jarring, like a bird crashes into the window the little girl's experiencing yeah. some weird supernatural stuff. Like she sees her grandma places. The first jump scare in the movie does she, happen like 10 well, minutes into the movie with the mom in the corner. Uh, yes, that was, that was, that was the moment where I was like, I'm nope. Cause that, that's the <laughs> thing that gets me. And the, it's those little subtle things. Like it doesn't jump at you. It's just, there. it's just there. And yeah. that don't, that don't count as a jump scare. But it is definitely a jump scare. <laughs> I know. I, I remember them because oh. I, I remember every frame of this movie because I yeah. it's 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 it's, it's, it's seared to me, man. So I remember yeah. when she goes in there, was like, she's in here. I was like, mm, there she is. Didn't yeah. get me. I was like, I know she's there. Yeah. So, but you're you're not jumping over it, but it's it's good. Like we get our first look at kind of like how these spirits are interacting with spirit. Well, is it spirit? It's just spirit. I think it's. I think it's. Because oh, I'm just gonna say it doesn't matter. We're gonna get all the naked people. Because it was the people. grandma. Because it was the grandma that died. Just the grandma, and that's the only one you're seeing in the house. I I know no no I know but but the um no because I'm talking about the bird scene because um Charlie starts to see that's the, the grandma outside. the bright life yeah that's the grandma yes because she looks out the window later after she goes through the fence and she sees it wave yes that's the grandma I I understand that okay but it's but when Charlie eventually goes and what out what peter is seeing mm -hmm. that's charlie you think all right we're gonna have to get through this now so we can talk about it so let's go yeah let's go. so uh, yeah that's what i was saying just tell me if i'm skipping so no, yeah. they're, they're, they're seeing the grandma the mom and the daughter the youngest daughter are seeing yeah. the grandma randomly places and it's not she sees grandma too you need to chill. We ain't, we ain't playing that game tonight, Luna. <laughs> you know, there's a little door inside no, this door. I can, I can see it. Uh, it creeps me out. I have to, I have it drilled in and stuff blocking mm -hmm. it too. All my funk. So if someone comes out of there, they're gonna have to phase through it. Anyway, mm -hmm. regardless, Luna, 
I'm trying to do a synopsis. Lay down. Shh. Thank you. Um, so the only people that are seeing the grandma is the mom and the daughter, the youngest daughter, and they are the granddaughter, I guess, technically, in that, that case. Um, well, the son decides to let off some steam. He's going to go to a party. The mom takes him, makes him take the take his daughter or his little sister with him. They go to this party. She has a really bad nut allergy. She eats some chocolate that has nuts. She starts to, you know, die or can't breathe. So they're trying to rush her to a hospital. Uh, she can't get any air. She rolls the window down, rings out the window. Something's in the road. He overcorrects and decapitates his little sister because it hits yeah. the sun, right? He doesn't know how to process it. So how is any teenager in high school going to process it? He just drives back home with the body of his little sister <laughs> in the backseat. Uh, uh, we watch- I was watching this with Sam and Kate and the entire time. I was like, this guy is just, he's just going home. He's just going right to bed. Yeah. I mean, he was either, that was either some really good stuff he smoked or he's in shock. Yeah. And he's just like, this is fine. So he goes back home, goes to bed. Obviously the mom goes out the next morning, opens the door, finds her uh, daughter's body there with no head. Obviously freaks out. They have the funeral. Uh, Now the daughter is going clicking around the house and everybody hears her. Um, in the meantime, ever since her grandma died, Tony Collette's character is going to the support group where she befriends this lady named uh, like Joyce or Joan, 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 Joan. And um, they become kind of close and convinces her that she can, she, you know, someone helped her convene with her granddaughter or grandson who died and that she can teach her the seance to kind of talk to her daughter who died. So she does it. She sees it's real, goes home and tries to do it with Peter and her husband. Um, they do it. It gets real weird. The mom starts to, Tony Collette starts to really insult Peter, her son, uh, basically blaming him for killing her daughter, um, that she never loved him and only loved her daughter, and that he was an accident. She tried to abort him by punching herself in the gut, throwing her downstairs, all this kind of stuff. Um, the, and then the dad, who's the only like normal sane person in this family, yeah. is like, you are nuts you hate our son. I'm scared for you to be around our son. And, you know, we're going to get you help. I'm going to be very, so he's like on guard all the time around her now. Um, and after that seance, things just aren't the same because whatever they invited stayed. Yeah. And, um, you come to find out they're looking through these little photograph albums. The mom is, and the grandma knew Joan, um, and knew a lot of these other people. And they were in like this weird, obviously you start to realize that she was in a cult. Um, and she goes upstairs, finds grandma's body there, uh, no head, which earlier in the film you find that, you know, the husband gets a call that someone desecrated the grave. Well, we know where the grandma's body is. It's upstairs in the attic. Yeah. Before, before they found the body in the attic, uh, Peter, um, at school. Oh, was, he had his raise his hand he, thing. He, yes. <laughs> was, this is I after guess. the seance that they did together yes. as a family. Yeah. And Peter re- reacts to it. Like he, he just. Mommy, has a nervous, yes. mommy, listen, my mom did that to me. Oof. I wouldn't be saying mommy. <laughs> Freaking out, bro. Yeah. Say much worse. I'd be saying the power of Christ compels you. Yeah. And uh, so he's basically controlled by some kind of spirit and he ends up smashing his head on his desk. Very graphic. Yeah. Um, Very effective. And he basically is in bed until, you know, um, uh, what Tony Collette finds the body in the mm-hmm. attic. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And she keeps his mom sleepwalks and she keeps having these visions of killing oh, her son over yeah. and over and over and over again. You don't know what's real or fiction. Um, and, you know, that's when the dad's like, you know, we're going to get you some help. We're going to, you know, 
I can't do this anymore. And then she lights him on fire and kills him. So now, and this is where things just get real crazy. Um, you know, the son's by himself. He doesn't realize he's by himself. He goes and finds his dad dead. You're like, oh, hey, where is, uh, where's mom? Where's Tony Collette? Uh, well, she's uh, climbing on the ceiling. She's hanging out in the background. Uh, then pan to the corner a little bit. There's a naked man with tattoos smiling in the corner. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what does he do after that? Because he's you know, just he's just staring. after the husband dies, things go yeah go he's, off he's, the rails. So no, what happens is after he dies, um, like as as Tony Clutch like watching him burn, you see it like shift where she's under control, and that's whenever the, Peter's Peter wakes up in his room and she, you just see her in the corner, mm-hmm. and it's also God, freaks me out every time. Um, the funniest part though is whenever he like gets up out of bed where it like pulls her out out of frame in the corner mm-hmm. and you just see her like scurrying like in the oh, yeah. air yeah like what the heck man? oh yeah like flying yes. yeah, yeah, yeah out, out of his bed she, it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, she's yeah. crawling like an insect yeah yeah and so um yeah that's whenever he finally goes downstairs and sees her she, she's up in the corner in the ceiling and he sees the man in the in the door and he's just staring there well real talk what would you do in that situation uh if I saw a naked dude, unashamed, looking at me, smiling like that, I'm running. Obviously, my first mention, like this dude's cracked out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, tell him, "Hey, you want some more crack? I got you, bro." I'm running away. Not, Slowly, not, or are you gonna not like, towards, but away, uh, very quickly. Like his reaction to jump out the two story window. Yeah, justified. But, yeah, but that <laughs> scene leads to the most, like the outright <sighs> jump scare of her just bolting at him. Oh, not even that part. Yeah, so he he obviously makes the decision. Oh, no, like, that's the scariest part. Oh, hey, my I'm dad's burned her. alive. Yeah. Uh, there's a naked man smiling at me in the window. I'm yeah. out of here. So he runs upstairs into the attic and closes no, she it. she jumps. No, she jumps at him and she chases <gasps> oh, him. Yeah, and he she climbs down the wall or whatever, right? Yeah. And yeah, and he sees that and he's like, oh, there's a naked man and my mom is... And now she's chasing him down the hall. Like that, an arachnid. Through the house. He goes up into the attic. And closes it off so nobody can get to him. Yeah. Smart guy, right? That's rational. Yeah. He doesn't know where else to go. He's trapped off from the front door. Plus, your mom's running around like an arachnid on walls. I mean, what are you going to do at this point? You're going to lock yourself in. But he goes up there and realizes, oh, hey, I'm not safe. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a dead body up here. And he starts walking around. Then all of a sudden, as it pans around... You see two more naked people up in the attic. They're just saying you see there. a naked man and a there naked boy. There's more than two. I know there's a lot, Ugh. but it starts. Those are the first two because when he's sitting there in the background in the dark, they're not jump scares. Yeah. But you, as you stare into the darkness, because I zoomed in on the video, I was like, oh, look, there's a naked wiener and naked boobs. Oh, great. There's two more over here. Yeah. He, and he realizes it too. He starts looking around and all this time his mom's up in the air, floating in the air, levitating, banging her head on the wall. Uh, Stabbing herself. Well, not yet. She's banging her wall trying to get into the attic. Oh, Take, yeah. Banging her head on the outer <laughs> attic. Then somehow she gets into the attic. Yeah. Now I'm still not sure how she does that. She flies. Where? Through, through the door. She window. like trans phases? Yeah, I don't she remember how she gets in there. But anyway. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear a... Mm-hmm. And she's like taking a... What are, what are those things called? A beret? No. A gu- Not a guillotine. What are they called? When people like those garo wires or whatever. It's like one of those, like a piano wire. Yeah, piano wire. And she's just uh, slowly cutting her head sawing off. It. Sawing her head off. While all these, like now like 12 naked people are up in the attic. And like, obviously Peter's in shock. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't wait for it to end. He just screams and turns around and just runs and jumps out the attic window. It's great. Which, I mean, 
Honestly, same. In that yeah. situation, I mean, same. Same. I get it. It's like mm-hmm. one of the first decisions he's made. I'm like, I get you. Um, obviously, he survives. And what's he do next? Freaking goes to the treehouse. Does he survive? You think he died? Yeah. And then t- got possessed? Yes, because what happens mm-hmm. is the moment he falls and it's above him, you see you see that light, that mm-hmm. sphere kind of dispel around him. I got, I got we, that. But and I then thought, we see then we see the other one come and rest on him and then boom. And that's when he wakes up. See, I thought he still survived it. I thought no. it intercepted him before he, was, he died. He, and it was like a he had to die to be possessed. See, I thought you just had to be willing and in that moment he was just completely just nope. ready to get away. Cause like Tony Collette had those moments where she could be possessed and unpossessed. I thought no. in one of those moments it was like a weakness. And he's just I, like, I'm I done, think I surrender, whatever, I gotta get out of here. And Peter he, died in that moment. And so mammon or whatever that god of it, wealth. I mean, mean, it's Charlie. It's Charlie's spirit, but it is Pyman. Pyman. Yeah. Well, Charlie's not bad. Charlie was Charlie's bad though. Charlie, the little sister, isn't bad. Whatever spirit possessed she is, but Charlie, the little girl, is not bad spirit. I think I don't think it was ever Charlie. I think it was a going back to my Christian roots here. I, I don't think yeah, any of no, these are familiar spirits. I, know, I think they're demonic. I know like Christian root, like I, I understand that and how we can apply it today, but in the context of the story, uh-huh. it's reincarnated. See, I don't know. I haven't read Ari Aster's explanation, so you may be right. I just didn't get that vibe. I think, I think in the book, like whenever, so whenever the book? no, 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 the, oh. the the book that the mom finds. Like, I'm surprised you read it. Already. No, no, the book that the mom finds. <laughs> yeah, that um, basically explains Pyman. It, it talks about like him. I don't know. Maybe he was possessed. I, I don't know. I my theory is though how I interpreted. Just based off what I saw, mm-hmm. I was executed. I think, I I think he dies. See, the and the only reason, I, part of the reason that maybe this goes back to obviously most because there's necrophilia, ne- not necrophilia, necromancy. Then you yeah. don't see that in this movie. My my, just any demonic one hundred and one kind of stuff for me, and maybe this movie bucks the system. I don't know. Is you have to be alive and a vessel at, to some capacity. Sure. And that's why you, Tony Collette, eventually she had to sacrifice herself to get her son to the point where he would be open as a vessel. And she's dead, obviously, up there um, in, in the attic. And he just has kind of succumbed to it all because he's, he's got to the point where he's he was the chosen vessel, obviously, all along. And he is so broken mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally that he's just succumbed. But he's not. But he's he's the vessel, but he wasn't the actual thing that was supposed to fill it it was it was the sister she was the chosen one see i still thought he was the chosen one because it was a male no that was the whole reason that the that the grandmother saw her as the favorite yeah because she saw what she possessed Mm -hmm. and knew that she was gonna have to die Mm -hmm. but see that's why i thought they pivoted after him that's why they crowned him at the end because With the little Burger King hat. Because because it was because it was finished. So the theory is all this was planned out. Yes, by the grandma. Yes. Yeah. Like even the beheading, because whenever you see the the post, mm-hmm. you see the symbol. That's the same post that she died at. Yeah. Um. 
the whole Joni thing or whatever. Like, I I'm just again I don't remember the exact mm-hmm. source that's all, but Charlie is their savior, their leader, whatever. But she was born in a female body. For her to have full power or whatever. Yeah, because she always said, I wanted to be a boy. Yeah, for her to have full power or whatever, she has to have a female, uh, a male body. And, you know. So why is Charlie... So then where does he come in? You're saying he is Peter? Charlie? Peter's Charlie? Now? Or is Peter Payman? Peter... Payman, Payman. Charlie was Payman. Okay, well, who's, Charlie was always Pyman. Who's Peter now? Peter's Pyman. Well, who's Charlie now? Charlie's Pyman. So Peter is Charlie Peter and Pyman? Peter pick Pyman? a pocket pip. Well, I'm about to get it. Yeah, is that where he is? Is that where he is? Who's Pyman? Who's Charlie? The vessel that was Charlie yeah. is occupied by Pyman. Okay. Charlie dies. Pyman's free. Pyman needs a new vessel, be it Peter. Yes. Yes. So, so like Borat. Yes. yes. Okay. I could be totally know. wrong. I could be totally wrong, but I, just I, I based off the I very... Succumb, I don't know if I succumb to this. I mean, I don't... Take all Take all your own, like... Ah, oh, there we go. Spiritual-mindedness out of it. See, like, your I interpretation think, I, I, of I, it see, all. I think that has to go into it. Yeah, but there there can be there like there is there is a Anglo Christian like view of it all, and then there's the satanic view of it all, which is probably what is actually the interpretation. So you're saying my Anglo Saxon my it's, my it's theology getting, is getting in the way of the satanic theology. Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know who's not mentioned in this film once? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking just one rebuke. Yeah. Just one Bible. I mean, something. I mean, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I, Nobody has the common sense to like be like, you know what? Things are getting a little too real. I'm just going to throw a Jesus out there and see Jesus. what sticks. Most horror movies do, you know? <laughs> and it's got some power. Yeah. Uh, give them that. This one is like, Ari Aster's like, nah. I think, honestly, that's, that's something that's really impressive about this movie is Again, like we're we're talking about it, we both watched it and we have different takes on it. Yeah. Um, but it was still just it didn't take away from the effectiveness of no, it all. No, no. Um, obviously, this had a much bigger effect than it did for you than it did for me. Yeah. So every time, every um, viewing, it still just fucks me over. I, I expected. I, I don't. I don't mean this way it sounds, but I expected yeah. more. Yeah. I, I, now, granted, I've hyped this film a yeah. lot. Been no, like, you're not the only one. Yeah. Everybody hypes this movie. It's yeah. like or. Like it's 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 a new age and horror type of thing. Yeah, and I get it. Um, but I think part of it was um early on. Well, I saw mid Midsummer, um, which is is I guess viewed as a horror, and I've I've seen Bo is Afraid before mm-hmm. I've seen this, and Bo Bo is Afraid was early on like rumored to still kind of be more of a horror movie um you Which I don't we see watch that. it it's it's not yeah, i don't consider that there either. are horror elements to it but again those elements uh, i mean it's as weird as it sound like random random mm. naked bodies just showing up 
like weird random yeah, models. Like super strange. Like that's just very on brand for Ari Aster. And I think some of the family dynamics are very on brand for the type of story he's trying to tell um, that could be disturbing and unsettling for some people. I think it's just like, you, you know what to expect with Ari Aster. Um, and so I think surprisingly watching Bo is afraid before watching hereditary kind of took away some of the shock and awe of this movie. It's still great. Yeah. I, yeah. And I can see that. Yeah. It's still great. Amazing execution, amazing casting. Uh, the dad, Peter Brenham, um, amazing actor, like to just pull, to pull someone like that who, I mean, yeah, it's just awesome. Um, usual suspects, like great stuff. Um, yeah, I just, I enjoyed it. I don't want to watch it again for a while. <laughs> yeah. So I need to understand what, uh, Caitlin and Sam thought of this movie. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> She liked it, I think. Um, Sam had seen it before. We watched it with him. Uh, he kind of knew everything that was going to happen, and he'd seen it, or he just knew. Yeah, and he and we kind of okay. like we had to kind of agreed as far as the possession at the end as well. Um, kind of how that whole transpired. So I I, I felt vindicated in that because I wasn't the only one. So right. Um. Yeah, it's just. It's not a movie full of jump scares. It's just very disturbing, unsettling um, family trauma and trauma. Um, yeah. I'm looking up because uh, I want to talk about Tony Collette's performance. Um, but I can't. I need to find out the year the Oscars took place. So that was 2018 or 2019. Uh, um, it probably would have been a 2019 year, but it would have been 2018 Oscars. Well, that's where I'm trying to narrow some confusion down here. Um, you just look up if she won an Oscar for Hereditary. She didn't. Okay, so she wasn't even nominated. That's the problem. I can't figure out what year it was the 2018 Oscars or the 2019 Oscars, but it was the same year Quiet Place was nominated for Best Sound Design. Oscar nominations. I mean, it was also just the 2019. Time. There we go. Yeah, so I want to see who she was going up against. 2019 Oscar nominations. Lead actress. Lady Gaga stars born Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? Olivia Coleman, the famer, favorite. Yalitza, Apricio, Roma, and Glenn Coase, close the way. All right. I saw, I've seen all of those, but Roma. Tony Collette should have won. I'm dead serious. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Lady, uh, I mean, Olivia Coleman won. She was great. And Lady Gaga was a pretty close second with Stars. But Born. you you can't tell me that. I mean, I saw Can You Ever Forgive Me. It was good. Yeah. You can't but, tell me Tony Collette was not better than. Uh, it's they just, just hate horror films. Yeah. They hate uh, that, horror films. No, like, that, that, that is the realistic part of it. I think that might be changing in the future. I think it, there's more um, insight to that. And I think the part of the reason why is because of movies like Hereditary. And, and, and Us and Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. that That is a Oscar performance by her. For sure, for no no doubt about it. Yeah, I think I think sometimes too horror movies you you just get the um I yeah I I think there's a a, a stigma that comes with it for the type of acting that that, that mm -hmm. comes with it and you know 
professionals or critics or whatever can look at as is probably easy or or whatever to kind of get to that place so yeah i don't know i can see it i don't necessarily agree with it but it's whatever but yeah i thought she was phenomenal i understand yeah i, I agree. thought she was phenomenal I, I thought she was freaking phenomenal she killed yeah. it that guttural scream when she oh, found yeah. charlie like that that honestly was the mm. most unsettling point in that to movie. To me, it's her facial me. expressions this whole film. Oh, she's great, yeah. great, great. I think I read takes. where um, she had said that she was done because I guess she's done some other horror stuff in the past. Well, The Sixth Sense, but she doesn't say she doesn't consider that a horror movie. Yeah, well, she had said though that she wanted to just stick to like more comedy stuff like that. Mm. And we got Mafia Mama this year. Yeah, and well, she saw the script for Hereditary. She's like, I got to do this. Um, mm-hmm. So, and yeah, good for her for doing it. Um. What did Caitlin think of it? Uh, yeah, she liked it. I mean, it, it, it wasn't as her as a preacher's kid didn't screw her. No, over. again, I, I, it wasn't. I mean, it's obvious that it's it's satanic, but it wasn't necessarily like, oh, this is Satan. It's just cult, and I think that just kind of like, you know, maybe we're all possessed. I don't know. You know. Freaking bunch of heathens! I worry for your souls. I worry for our souls, dude. It's okay. All right. Well, what'd you give it? I get four and a half. Same four and yeah, a half. What hold you easy. back from a five? I'm curious because I'm not a five on it either. Uh, I expected more gore. So that, I, that, like if I the, had if I had yeah. more gore and probably more backstory for Pyman. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari Oster, like that's just kind of how he ends stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, the ending didn't bother me. That's not what bothered me to yeah. me. It was the lack of any. I would have liked more backstory on the mom, probably. Like that whole the grandma. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that 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 I could have done too, but still, for me, the one thing that held it back for me is that there's no real detractor, like no real voice of reason for the things going on. The dad, well, the dad, the dad was it. He does, he does, but to a point that I feel like it it was a little too late at the end. I feel like anybody other rational. That's the only thing I feel like it was just enough Hollywood movie to take the realness out, where every other part of this movie was grounded in like reality. I mean, reality loosely. I say that loosely. Yeah. But like, if I don't know, I feel like there's enough sign. Like the school would have done something more by then, would have intervened. Uh, the dad would have done more by then to intervene. Obviously, there would have been charges brought against the son uh, for decapitating his sister while under the influence, leaving a party. Yeah, all those things. I would like to have seen more real world. Now, granted, that ruins the movie. But for me, there's just some. There's just these little subtleties missing in the film. Very, very, very minor nitpicks that keep it from being a five-star film for uh, me, but it's darn near flawless. I agree. It's a great film. So that brings us to the end of our spooky season. We've done it. We've watched all the movies together. It's a lot. Yeah. So I, I filtered mine. I'll give you time to filter yours. Do you have a list of what you've watched on here? For your spookies? No. Well, I do. <clears throat> so I just wanted you to give me about four or five of your favorites. Oh, I can do that. I'll pop my head. So... Um, and if you can do ones that you haven't seen yeah. before, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go through mine. I have them listed okay. highest, highest or lowest, and I'm probably going to agree with this. Donnie Darko for me took the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it a few times already to me, five star film. It's a masterpiece from beginning to end. Okay. Number two, scream, uh, for me. Well, these are all five stars. These first three, but scream number two, the original one, uh, and the shining are my three five-star films from our spooky watch through. Um, those would be my top three from this. Um, and then my other three standouts would be um, I have a ton of four and a half stars. 
I have yeah. a lot of four and a half stars. I have Beetlejuice and Alien and Us, The Invitation, The Lost Boys, Devil's Rejects, Mother, Seven, Six Cents, Barbarian, Hereditary, and that's it. And The Fall of House Usher. Um, all of those are great. If I had to just pick th- two to round out my top five. Oh, gosh. Probably Hereditary. I have to put it there. And I'm going to go with The Lost Boys. Okay. To round out my top five spooky seasons. He was out of The Devil's Rejects. I was torn, but uh, yeah, Lost Boys. Um, I think Donnie Darko probably took the cake for me, too, as far as my number one. Um... Honestly, Shining, mm-hmm. number two. Um, then we've got, I mean, did we do Alien? Mm-hmm. I mean, Alien. See, I agree. Three. I have it at four and a half stars. I just, it just doesn't have the same lasting impact as some of the others do. No, nah, Alien 3 for me. Um, probably going to go Hereditary 4, Scream 5. As far as just overall, I mean, I saw a lot of the, I saw those movies. I saw all of these for the first time, I think. What was your biggest letdown? Biggest letdown? Probably, probably Friday the 13th. I would say that, but my rating didn't change. Well, Um, no, probably Nightmare on Elm Street. Mine was the original. Yeah, the original. We didn't watch those. Uh, Mine was Funny Games. The original Funny Games. I loved Funny Games. See, I didn't, I hadn't seen that one. Yeah. Um, So that was a, that was a big letdown for me. Um, and then your, what's your biggest surprise? That's not one of your five stars that, you that didn't list. Oh, shoot. Um, yep. like you're kind of like, you know, like I maybe knew something about this or, or maybe like you didn't know anything about it that you ended up. Oh, I'm sorry, Lou. I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Uh, probably, um, uh, da, 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 da. if I had to choose one for you, I bet it was house of a thousand corpses. Cause you were dead set. You weren't yeah, going to like no, that. It's, it, it was either that or one of the Nick cage ones that we did. Um, Colorado Space. No, Mandy. not Colorado Space. Uh, Mandy. Yeah. yeah, Mandy. Uh, my my big surprise was probably um, either Death to Smoochie or The Creeps. Okay. With Jason Duplass, because I just did not expect or Mark Duplass. I just didn't expect those to be what they were, and I really, really enjoyed both of those movies. Um, which you still need to watch because those are like you can also watch those in a non-spooky kind of way. They're yeah, they're fun times. Uh, but yeah, Death to Smoochie. I think with Robin Williams probably be and Edward Norton be my big surprise. Gotcha. Um. So other uh, other than that, what you have any closing spooky spooky season thoughts? I'm done. I'm done with. Yeah, it. I'm tapping out. I mean, I'll watch another spooky movie that comes to theaters or something like that if it's a good one. Oh, done forever. But yeah, I'm done. I'm done for a while. I'm ready to move on. Um, so we're gonna take a week off this next week, and we'll be back uh, with a surprise. I'm not sure what we'll do, but nah, yeah, we'll come in with a surprise. Yeah, I just tooted. That's great. Yeah, I have some chicken tortilla soup that's working its oh, way down right now. It's yeah. hot. I feel it. So. This has been another episode of Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shop for all things in the world of film and cinema. Leave us five stars. Let us know what you think. We did get a couple of the reviews, that's all. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, five-star one. So thank you, y'all. We will see you all in uh, two weeks. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.